Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with me, your host, Stephen Wallace. We have had the men's and women's ashes and the men's over 60s ashes. But now it's the time for the men's over 70s ashes, known as the silver ashes. At short notice, I have managed to catch up with the England captain, John Evans, to cover the three-match series over the next three weeks. Here is the first with John. On today's show, I'm pleased to welcome John Evans, chairman of Froster Cricket Club and captain of the England over 70s side, who are currently playing the Silver Ashes. Hello, John. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you, Stephen. A little bit stiff from yesterday, but apart from that, fine. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, Nick Andrews, who also played in the match uh, last Sunday, he told me about uh, your century yesterday for Gloucestershire over 70s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were playing Essex in the quarterfinal and uh, yeah, it was very pleasing to get help get us through to the semi-final, yeah. Well, that's all good news. Firstly, before we go into detail, congratulations on England's win last Sunday by 54 runs in the opening ODI, a century for you, and you featured in the Daily Telegraph on Tuesday the 8th of August. Yeah, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing day all round, really. Um, if you'd have told me on the Saturday when, when there was a monsoon in Colchester that that would happen, I, I would not have believed you. Uh, it was it, the, the groundsman at Colchester did an amazing job, and uh, uh, the team played really well. And you know, as you said, I was lucky enough to get some runs, and uh, uh, we got our first win. So all good. Well, you must have felt like a. A cricketing star when you picked the the paper up on uh, Tuesday morning. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a shock. Shield had contacted me. Shield Berry wrote the article, and he he needed some photos. And the, and the guy Mark Wallace, who who took the photos on the game, very kindly said he could use his photos. And so it made a really nice article, really, and quite a lot of a lot of photos of the the guys playing in the game as well, which was great, particularly online more than in the paper. 
Oh, we're getting very uh, modern there, saying online. I thought the yeah. over seventies would be reading the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, well, there was quite a bit of that as well. <laughs> now you're the captain of the uh, England uh, over seventies uh, team. How long have you been captain? Um, well, in the in the ODIs, that was my first one. I did captain quite a lot out in uh, in Australia. Even in some of the ODIs, I, I took over because our, our, our previous skipper, Chris Swadkins, um, actually wasn't that well out there and he struggled a little bit. Um, he did manage to play in all the ODIs, but a couple of times he he um, felt a little bit unwell. So, you know, I had quite a bit of experience. I managed most of the, uh, managed to captain most of the state games for Chris and then, uh, you know, I had to step in a couple of times in, in the ODIs. But... You know, it, that this was my first full game, yeah. It must be a great honour to, to captain your country. Yeah, I said to the guys before we did a little team talk, I said it was my proudest moment and also said how proud I was to lead that bunch of blokes out because the selection process was so difficult. We ha- we honestly had to leave some really good over-70s cricketers out because of the depth in the squad. We were picking from 30 really good players and it, you know, it's been quite difficult and we've had to sort of ring a couple of fellas who haven't quite made it. And uh, yeah, and, and you know, because we'd won in Australia, we had a very tight-knit squad out there, but because there were some very good new ones became available through through the ageing process, um, you know, we, we, we have sort of strengthened. I think the Australians strengthened as well, but I think we've, we've strengthened even more. How how had preparations gone ahead of the match? Uh, did, were you like um, Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes playing golf, or or did you do some uh, match practice? Um, uh, actually, on the day, do you mean? Or no, pre- pre- before you know, in the in the yeah, we, the we had one get together because you've got people from Lancashire and uh, on one side down to you know down down south and myself and a guy from Somerset on one side down to Essex and Kent across the other. So we had a get-together at Warwick University and a meal afterwards, a bit of team bonding, and that 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 was useful, really, yeah. That must be part of the role as captain with all these people all around the country. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we keep in touch with emails, etc. And, uh, um, you know, obviously at our age, we have to check on fitness and because uh, that can change from day to day. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's been good. It, it, we are a good squad and uh, it, it was it was very enjoyable. They were very easy boats to captain on on uh, on Sunday. You mentioned the tour. You went to Australia in the winter and England won the the Silver Ashes 2-1, coming back from 1-0 down. Yeah. Yeah, we were a little bit undercooked and struggling with the heat when we first went. Um, fortunately, we managed to win three close state games, which sort of bonded us together. Uh, but we were going, you know, it was minus six when we left England and we went to uh, Malula Bar, where we were based, and played in in North Queensland. And the, the, the temperature was 30-plus degrees and humid. And we had to wear helmets out there to start with. That was the rules. I've never really worn a helmet, only about six times in my career. And even walking out to bat, the sweat would be dripping in your eyes. It it was tough. And uh, it wasn't until later where the climatic conditions eased a little bit, shall we say, that uh, we got on top of the Aussies. And and we did win um, the, the second and third ODIs fairly comfortably. Let's talk about uh, the match uh 
uh, last Sunday at Castle Park, Colchester. And we've got help at hand from Nick Andrews um, from Cams and Hunts, who I spoke to earlier. Were you confident before the game that you could beat the Aussies? Yeah, I was confident, but not complacent. And, you know, I said to the guys, um, if you play like you've played in the selection process, I think we'll be too strong for them. And on that day, it did prove to be the case. You've always got to avoid complacency and you never quite know what the opposition are going to do in response. Uh, But um, it uh, it proved to be the case. I I lost a toss and I'd actually said, spoken before, because I thought there might be a fair chance of that (laughs) happening, that uh, um, it shouldn't matter what what happens. We should still be confident that we were going to win, uh, whether we were batting first or or bowling first. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we managed to get enough runs to... uh, um, because I think the wicket did ease a little bit for them. It dried out and the outfield dried out a bit. But, uh, you know, we 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 played, we bowled very well too and fielded very well. You're being too modest about yourself. We'll come on to that uh, in a few minutes. But you made a, a decent start, 35 for the first wicket. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and, and Andy Peters from Surrey has had a hell of a record this season and uh, and deserve selection. And Ian Corns is a bit of a, a local legend uh, from Lancashire, but I, I know him from his Oxfordshire days and I know how dangerous he can be. And they started off well before Cornsey then got quite a good ball and a good slip catch. Uh, and, uh, you know, but we were going fairly well at four and over even then. So that was a good start. And you came in at three and had some good partnerships with Andrew Peters, uh, Simon Sargent and Nick Andrews. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was lucky. Uh, a- Andrew Peters was really good. He, I was obviously a little bit nervous because the last time I played against the Aussies, I got a golden duck in Melbourne. So uh, uh, I was determined to get a run, and I got a little inside edge, short fine leg, and, and Andy called me for a single. I was really grateful to him, <laughs> and uh, that sort of got me going. Really, did they remind you about that golden duck then when you came in? Uh, no, they they talked about it afterwards, particularly the bloke who um, who bowled me the long hop that I managed to top edge to fine leg, and he he wasn't selected, and uh, he was having a chuckle saying that perhaps he'll be selected next game, so we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I was grateful too for the partnerships with um, with uh, Simon Sargent and 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 Nick Andrews, particularly the Nick one. We we really did push on and. Uh, you know, I've always got on really well with Nick, so it was it was an enjoyable partnership. Yeah, you added sixty nine for the seventh wicket with Nick. Uh, Nick scoring thirty three off of thirty balls, and yeah. let's hear what Nick had to say about uh, about your innings. Okay. Well, what can you say, John? Uh, played excellent knock. Um, never looked like getting out. Batted all the way through. We had one or two little wobbles, but. Um, you know, a really good, uh, really good knock. I, I, I can't believe what John must be feeling because I, I know when we were speaking the, the night before, he said um, that it's probably the highlight of his sort of career, captain in England, and uh, then going out there and, and scoring an unbeaten ton and leading his side to the first win of the series. I can't believe how uh, how chuffed he must be, and uh, clearly he's uh, <laughs> he's in ridiculously good form because. Uh, he scored another big hundred yesterday. Unbelievable stuff, but, you know, fully deserved and, uh, you know, such a good player. 
And you added 69 with him for the seventh wicket. Well, yes, yeah. We, I might say we were in a bit of trouble at that time, but I think we were 160-odd for six when I came out to, to bat with about 11 overs left. And it could have gone a bit uh, could have gone a bit messy, but I sort of stuck around. And uh, John said, well, we've got to score at six and over. We've got, to, we've got to get up to about 250. I thought, oh, blimey, what am I doing here then? And um, anyway, we got going and um, managed to put one or two away and John stepped it up and, you know, we had, we had a really enjoyable partnership and, and, and got us up to a, a total that, uh, well, in all honesty, we, we defended it with uh, with some ease. You're too modest. You got 33 off 30 balls and looking up, your strike rate was higher than John's. Yeah, I think I'd rather have had a slower strike rate in an unbeaten hundred though but um yeah nevertheless it, in, in the circumstances i was very pleased how uh, how that went so um i was uh, i was i was pretty chuffed Stephen. to be fair final score two five six for seven did you think that was enough runs i did i honestly did yeah because um i knew i had six frontline bowlers I, it wasn't like i was going to have to uh um use bits and pieces uh bowlers uh we've gone in with the six bowlers um because some of those like nick can, can bat and it proved to be the case we started off really well we got a skipper out steve steve uh shepherd got him out second ball he he nearly got him out first ball off a wide and uh, it was quite wide and our keeper nigel belletti nearly got it to to stump him but then he he bowled him first first proper ball and uh so we were we were off and running and then steve and um and tim smith one of our newer players bowled a really tight spell to start with uh, you know at two and over for quite a few overs so um, you know, we, they were they were well behind the clock, pretty much from the start, really. Yeah, Steve Shepherd two for thirty nine, and Mike Kenyon two for thirty six. Yeah, Mike. Um, uh, <laughs> Mike would have been with us in Australia, but he's got a fear of flying. He probably won't mind me saying that. We did try and persuade him to come, um, uh, but uh, he made the most of uh, 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 his playing. He bowled beautifully, actually. He is a quality bowler. He's still featuring in Yorkshire over sixes first team. And the Australian um, bowling attack included uh, Colin Cook, who'd played for Queensland in state cricket. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how quick he would have been in those days, but apparently he was very accurate then and he still is very accurate now. Um, You can't take any liberties with Colin. Uh, But uh, yeah, uh, he's one you've got to watch. So a, a good standard of cricket, though, played? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, it, when people turn up to watch over 70s, uh, you know, they're not quite sure what they're going to see. But, you know, I, I think Tom Wood, the captain, has also played uh, A-grade cricket. I, I think, you know, there's no ex-first-class players in in uh, in our squad. I don't think they tend to carry on once their careers are over. Probably too many bits falling off. But uh, we ex-club players have kept it going. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, quite quite pleasing, really, that we're still getting some good quality. And I think people turn up and watch and are quite surprised about the standards. Yeah, and I know Tim Smith played a lot of a lot of games for Cambridgeshire in minor county cricket and against uh, um, first-class counties in the NatWest Trophy. Yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. He he is a special talent, Tim. Yeah, he's still actually opening the bowling for Essex over fifties. 
despite being 20 years down the line. So that's how good he is. Well, we need to go back to Nick Andrews just to find out his thoughts on uh, Sunday's win. Uh, Nick, as well as getting 33 bold five overs for 27. But let's hear from Nick. Nick, what were your thoughts on the win in the first one-day international against the Aussies? Well, what can you say, Stephen? I mean, to to be in a, a winning England side playing Australia, I guess at any level is a you know an absolutely sort of fantastic achievement. Um, especially when, when when we arrived on Saturday afternoon, the weather was atrocious. The ground was underwater, and you know we were speculating that quite possibly we would would struggle to get a game in, or at best it might be a, a limited overs thrash. So. When we woke up on Sunday morning and um, got to the ground and, and saw the state that, the, that it was in and the hard work that the groundsman had, had done, and he assured us that we'd be able to start on time. I mean, that, that was a that was a real bonus indeed. And of course, the the game itself, bit of a dream really. Uh, Skip lost the toss, but yeah, there's no change there. And um, you know we. I don't know, it sounds a bit disrespectful, but I think we sort of outbatted them, outbowled them and, and outfield them on, on the day. And um, the result, a 54-run win, um, was fully deserved, really. It's, it's, I know it uh, sounds a little bit boastful, but that's how it was, Stephen. It was good to be back uh, in England colours. <sighs> what a stupid question. Of course, it is. Oh, nothing better, you know, than, the, as I say, putting the, the three lines on and... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it must mean a lot to 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 anyone at any age to to represent their country. But uh, but at our age, I think I might have mentioned to, to you before, we really are living the dream. At our age, we we've no right to be experiencing the um like the the sporting highlights of our career. Well, I am anyway. I can't speak for everybody else, but um, absolutely amazing. Very competitive on the field. What's the relations between the two teams off the field? Excellent. Uh, out in Australia, um, uh, we we try and sit mix, mixed up in, in, at dinner, and uh, we you know we we present awards to their player of the day, and they do vice versa, and uh, you know it's just good to chat about cricket, and uh, you know we had the Ashes to talk about the the, the 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 men's and women's Ashes, and yeah, it's just it's just a joy really, and we're also grateful still to be playing the game we love, so it's it's great. Yes, mustn't forget the England over sixties. I think won the, yeah, the other Ashes, they, didn't they? Yeah, they won three two. A friend of mine and a fellow Gloucestershire sixties colleague, uh, Ed Gordon Alex, had a a bit of a role to play in that, and we went to watch them clinch the Ashes actually at Chipping Camden. There was a big Gloucestershire contingent there for that game and uh, it was good to see them win and interestingly Sky did a part, a part um a report on it the following day before the test and uh, I think Nasser Hussein got teased by Mark Butcher that there is now a Hussein who's won the Ashes <laughs> yeah that's his, his his brother isn't it yeah it is Mel Hussein yeah he got a good 50 in the in the game and uh, he's still a very competitive cricketer yeah and now it's on to the second ODI on Sunday at Wellington. That's yeah. in the Midlands, I understand. Yeah, it's in Shropshire. And I literally lived half a mile from the ground and run around it lots of times for football training. Never, ever played cricket there. My dad did as a young man. And uh, 
apparently my cousins who, who still live around that area have told me that my dad is in some of the pictures, so I've got to look out for those. But then when after dad joined the RAF, when he went back to playing cricket, he joined my uncle's club, and that's who I joined. So I've never played at Wellington uh, against them or for them. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and a chance to, to win the Ashes. Yeah, yeah. Um, or retain the Ashes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we we uh, we'll be going all systems all systems blazing for that. But I'm sure the Aussies will uh, have a plan. A couple of their later batsmen came in and uh, and batted pretty effectively and much much more quickly. So we'll have to be ready for that. Yeah. And the weather must be set fair for this weekend. Um, it's a bit showery forecast, but we may be okay. Hopefully. Um, I don't think there's massive big rains, but there could be some showers about. And any team changes? Or are you selecting the same team? Um, it, it's the same squad. Uh, we've got an injury concern over one player who I won't mention, but uh, you know, there's uh, it is the same squad for this one. Yeah. And you've kindly agreed to to do this for the other two ODIs for, for the the paddock and the pavilion. Yeah, no problem at all. Hopefully, we'll get a. a uh, an Australian point of view next week as well. Yeah, I'll have a word with one of the guys who I've got on really well with, and uh, we had a little chuckle. He he, he bowled me out in. Um, I got a few runs in in Sydney, and he bowled me a really good Yorker. So I was pretty amazed when I went out to bat, and he's keeping wicket. I said, uh, Murray, you're a bit of an all rounder, you aren't you? Because <laughs> he he also got a sort of uh, pretty quick twenty at the end, so. Uh, he would be a pretty good one. I know he's played over 60s and uh, Nick would know Murray as well. So he'll be the one I try and uh, uh, hook you up with. We did have MS Doney taking the pads off before in a test match and bowling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did wonder whether Murray might do that, but he didn't. <laughs> our final Ashes review will see the return of our regular guest, Roland Butcher. The former England test player is also open to questions about the men's Ashes. So feel free to send in your questions to me via social media or by emailing the paddock and the pavilion at gmail.com. Let's hear from you all around the world. Well, a special thanks for Nick Andrews, who also joined us on today's podcast. Uh, and thanks, of course, to you, John, and good luck for the game on Sunday. Yeah, cheers, Stephen. It's a pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.